Welcome to Anchors for Life. We're glad that you've joined us today as we continue to look at the subject of knowing the God that knows you and looking at, at uh, this very significant and important uh, principle from God's Word of knowing God. And uh, we last time we were together, we were looking at Jeremiah. And so I invite you to turn back to Jeremiah chapter 9. Jeremiah chapter 9 and verse 23 and 24. And I, I think I'll just read those verses for us today. It says, Thus says the Lord, thus says Jehovah, uh, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, and let not the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. But let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, Jehovah, exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, for in these I delight, says the Lord, Jehovah. So when we look at this uh, section, last time we were together, we looked uh, in depth of verse 23, and we looked at the importance of, uh, of uh, fearing the Lord, and we underlined what that really means uh, to, to reverence Him. And we looked somewhat at uh, the book of Proverbs, uh, and we um, peeled back a little bit of what Proverbs says about fearing the Lord. Uh, here today, we want, as we look at these, uh, this verse, particularly verse 24, we want to see five positive results of understanding and knowing God. So five positive results of understanding and knowing God. The thought of understanding God, what does that really mean? It, it simply means to have the correct insight into the, to the nature of an object. That's the word understanding. To have the, to, to, the correct insight into the nature of the object and to conform oneself to the nature of that object. And this is really what we mean by understanding God. Now, the thought of knowing God means to have intimate, personal knowledge of, of Him, of who He is. And, uh, and so when we consider these two things, understanding and knowing God, it's something that we can, uh, it's not something that we can put into a test tube and shake it up and here comes a formula. But it, it really is something that we have to live out daily in our, in our daily lives uh, to, to go after, uh, to have the, the intention of understanding God, to have the desire to understand God, to have the correct insight of His nature, and then to know Him in an intimate, personal way. So it's something we have to strive after in life as, as followers of Jesus Christ. It's something that we need to, once we, once we have a relationship with Him and we have this eternal life, and this is eternal life, the Lord Jesus said in John chapter 17, verse 3, this is eternal life, that they might know Thee, the one true God. 
And so with that in mind, I, I, as I said, I want to look at these five positive results of knowing and of understanding and knowing God. So the first one is this. Knowing God gives me a desire to be like him. The, the more I know him, the greater I have, a greater desire I have to be like him. The French uh, philosopher Pascal once said, the man's greatest need is security and significance. Man's greatest need, according to Pascal, is security and significance. But he also said that there is a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of each man which cannot be satisfied by created things, but only by God, only by God the Creator. Uh, and that can only come through the Lord Jesus Christ. And so when we think about this God-shaped vacuum and, and the fact that each one of us have this, and it, it, it's a desire to know God, it's a deep uh, built-in desire to know God as, as those that have been created by Him. We have this deep desire to know Him and uh, when we think about this, you cannot find these things outside of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ because it is through the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. In Exodus chapter 34, verse 6, Moses learned more about this when uh, uh, when the glory of the God passed by him and he saw the backside of the glory of God's glory. And we read this in verse 6. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression of sin. Here, we, Moses learned a little bit more about the very character of his God. That he was long-suffering, that he was merciful, that he was gracious, that he was abounding in goodness and truth, and keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and, and sin. This is our God. And, and this is, uh, the, the, you know, this, this made an impact on Moses, no doubt. And so when we see the very character of God, when we, when we are in the Word of God and we learn more about God, and, and we've already quoted this in previous sessions, but let me just say it again. Uh, A.W. Tozer, in his book, uh, Knowledge of the Holy One, he made this statement that the greatest thing about you is your knowledge of God, uh, your understanding of God. And and this is so true. And and so when we learn of him, we learn to become more like him. That's the first point. The second point is this. Knowing God reveals the truth about our self. When we think about this, I think of uh, in, in the book of Isaiah, I think of uh, chapter uh, 6, verses 1 to 8, when 
Isaiah, the prophet, when he was being called by God, uh, he had to see himself. And he saw himself by seeing the greatness and the holiness of his God. And in seeing the very holy character of his God really revealed the unholiness that was in Isaiah. And he was able to confess that and deal with that. And God came in in God's long-suffering, God's mercy, God's grace. And he came in and dealt with that very area that Isaiah said that he had trouble with. And dear friends, he's able to do that to each one of us. He's able to, to help each one of us in that way. And, and, and so that when, when there is a desire to get to know him better, uh, he will meet us at that place. He will meet us at that, at that very point. And the first thing that he does is he, as we begin to see him in the scriptures, he reveals ourself. Uh, he reveals me, my own heart. And because the scriptures are like a mirror that show us. The book of James speaks of the, the Bible being a mirror that reveals uh, what is in us. And this is what the word of God does. So uh, before Isaiah could be used by God and before he could really make known this God, he had to see this holy nature of God and he had to see himself. And so how important this is for each of us. So the first point is knowing God gives me a desire to be like him. And the second point is knowing God reveals the truth about myself. Now the third thing that we see about knowing God is that knowing God helps me to interpret my world. It helps me to see the world that I live in in the right perspective. And, and I, I, I turn to Daniel for, for an example, for an illustration of this. Uh, Daniel knew where wisdom and might come from. Daniel chapter 2, verse 20, 23, verse 28, uh, verse 47. Daniel knew that the wisdom comes from above. And Daniel knew that might and power comes from God. And, and, and because Daniel knew his God in this way, he was able to interpret his world around him. He was able to, to look at his world in the perspective through God's eyes and how important that is. And uh, when we, uh, we, we see this again in, in, in Daniel chapter 6, when Daniel's enemies knew that they would not be able to find a fault in Daniel except in connection to his relationship with his God. But there in Daniel chapter 6, we, we learn something very important about Daniel. It says in verse 10 that Daniel would go and into the, when, when he had heard the decree, uh, he didn't shrink back. He went up into the upper room and he opened up the windows toward the east, toward Jerusalem, toward the place where God had placed his name and, and God's center, if you will. And he opens up his windows and he goes up into that elevated place alone with God. And he and it and it says this in Daniel 6:10, it says, as was his custom. 
And so Daniel had this custom, this tradition, this habit, this habitual practice that he would go and spend time alone with his God. And that's how Daniel got to know his God, by spending time with his God. And that gave him the ability to interpret his world, to see his world through the very perspective of God's eyes. And because of that, he was renewing his mind by the word of God. He was renewing his mind to align himself with God's ways and God's thinking. And his mind became uh, the, to, in his mind became the desire to do the mind of God, to do the will of God. So knowing God gives me a desire to be like him. Knowing God reveals the truth about myself. But thirdly, knowing God helps me to interpret my world. And number four, knowing God makes me stronger and more secure. I go back to the book of Daniel to illustrate this point, And I see it in uh, Daniel's three friends in, in chapter three of Daniel. Uh, when we think about Daniel's three friends, that they, they would not bow down. They would not uh, bow down and, 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 and do what the king had ordered them to do in eating this food. They would not defile themselves. And they said that no matter what happens, they were going to trust their God. And, and uh, you know, the more they knew their God, the stronger they were in their faith to depend upon their God, the more secure they were. And in Daniel chapter 11, we see something else. In Daniel chapter 11, verses 32 and 33, we read this. Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God, here it is, the people who know their God shall be strong shall be strong and carry out great exploits. And those of the people who understand shall instruct many. I'll think of Stephen, for example. Uh, he's another example of uh, one becoming stronger and more secure um, the more he knew his God. And, you know, in Hebrews chapter 11, we read that in that faith chapter, we read a, a tremendous verse that I want to point us to. In Daniel chapter 11, verse 6, it says this, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So when we consider uh, this uh, knowing God gives me a desire to be like him. Knowing God reveals the truth about myself. Knowing God helps me to interpret my world. And knowing God makes me stronger and more secure. And then lastly, knowing God introduces me to an internal dimension of things. Let me say that again. Knowing God introduces me to an eternal dimension of things. And what do I mean by that? I want to look at, 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 at a few verses. Three, 
maybe that will help us underline this. First of all, a verse I've already quoted in John chapter 17, verse 3. He says, and this is eternal life, eternal perspective, eternal life, that we, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you sent. This is that eternal perspective. This is that eternal dimension of things that we're talking about. And knowing God brings me into this eternal life. And this eternal life is not just about living forever and ever and ever and ever. Because everyone will live eternally. Everyone will live forever and ever and ever. Whether you are saved or whether you are unsaved, lost, and go to a Christless eternity. You will live forever and ever, but you will not have the quality of life that those who put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and who know their God through Christ have. And so when we consider this eternal life comes, uh, eternal life as the quality of life comes from knowing God, from knowing the Lord Jesus Christ, from having him as our personal Lord and Savior. The second verse I want to look at concerning this point of knowing God introduces me into an eternal dimension of things. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, we read this very important verse. He says, but as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor has it entered into the hearts, heart of man the things which God has prepared for them who love him? God wants us. He wants to take us into deeper and deeper waters. He wants us to know him in a more intimate way. And he has this ready for us. And, and through the Spirit of God, as we're in the Word of God, he takes us into these deeper things. The third verse I want to point out is Romans chapter 11 and verse 33. Romans eleven thirty-three. Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Which means that we'll never be able to exhaust the, the pool of God's wisdom and God's knowledge and God's ways. No, we'll never be able to, we will never run, uh, run that source dry because God's wisdom, God's knowledge, God's judgments are past finding out. And so as we consider this then, I want to just point out one last thing in our verses that we read, verse 23 and 24. I want you to notice this, thus says the Lord. Now, I emphasized before that this word Lord means Jehovah. And I want you to notice that it's mentioned three times in our verses. It's mentioned, thus says the Lord, verse 23. It's mentioned again in verse 24, that, uh, that I am the Lord. And then, for in these things I delight, says the Lord. What's significant about this is this, this is the, the name of God, Jehovah. It's a, it, it, it really reveals his character to us. 
as the self-existing, covenant-keeping God of relationship. And that's significant, and this is why it's used three times in these two verses, that this is the God that wants to have a relationship with each one of us. He is the one who wants us to come to Him. He is the one that has provided a way in which you and I can approach Him, and that is through the Lord Jesus Christ. So I would just pause and say, dear friend, if you do not know this God, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you have no relationship with God yet. Yes, He is your Creator. But more than that, He wants to be your Redeemer. He wants to bring you in to a place where you might know Him and have eternal life. And today, if you do not know Him, uh, why not just pause right now and accept Him as your Lord and Savior. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is raised from the dead and you shall be saved. We're not talking about easy believism here, but we're talking about salvation. We're talking about really surrendering to the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord of your life and surrendering your heart over to Him and accepting Him as your Lord and Savior, and you shall be saved. So how wonderful that God wants us to know Him. God wants us to walk with Him in an intimate relationship. And that can begin today as we're anchored for life.